0: Thanks for joining me today. Oh yeah, it's New Hope Radio. Glad to be with you. As well as the Hope Club Podcast, you can catch that anytime as well. If you miss a message or you want to hear it again or pass it on to a friend, don't forget the Hope Club Podcast. We're going to study, or a series actually, entitled Bible Basics. And we're talking about things that we should know in the Christian life that you rarely, if ever, hear on a Sunday morning. A lot of the things we're teaching, I don't know, I guess people just don't consider them sermon material, but they really are the basics of the Christian life. And if you've got a strong foundation, you're going to have a strong Christian walk. We want to grow. I want to grow. I want to learn. You know why? Because Satan has a number one weapon, I believe. This is his number one weapon that he uses on people. You know what it is? Doubt. Yeah, doubt. He used it in the Garden of Eden and he uses it today as well. So if you're not grounded in what you believe, oh, that weapon of doubt is gonna have its way. It certainly will. And that will be the demise of your Christian walk. So in our series entitled Bible Basics, here are some of the things that we covered. We talked about soteriology. And again, what is soteriology? Very simply put, it's the saving work of Christ on the cross, right? we talked about righteousness. And what is righteousness? It's the basis of God's approval. And righteousness is that which, here it comes, combats legalism. Okay? If you don't understand righteousness, you're going to fall into legalism or a works-oriented Christian life. That's why righteousness is so important. Um, today, we're going to take a look At the doctrine that again, it's not often taught in church. You probably never hear the word on a Sunday morning. It's called imputation. Why do I need to learn about imputation? Why? Because to impute means to reckon over into one's account. This is actually Where your righteousness came from. Okay? Righteousness was imputed to you by God. How does that work? Let's take a look. You might be familiar with the story of Onesimus in the book of Philemon. Onesimus was a runaway slave. He ran away from Philemon and he traveled all the way to Rome. And in Rome, he somehow discovered the Apostle Paul. And Onesimus got saved through Paul's preaching. So Paul is sending him back to his master. And that's what that letter, Philemon, is all about. He wrote to Philemon, and he said in Philemon 1, verse 18, speaking of Onesimus, if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. In other words, place his debt on me, another way to say it, impute his debt to me, okay? That's imputation. To place someone's debt on someone else is to impute that debt. So Paul is saying, impute his debt to me. So what we're going to do, we're going to examine three major imputations in the Bible, okay? And again, this is Bible Basics. It's foundational. It's something we should all know. And watch how basic and simple I'm going to make it. Okay? Number one, the first imputation. Adam's sin to mankind. Okay? When Adam sinned, God imputed that sin to all of mankind. Paul said in Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as through one man, that's Adam, sin entered into the world, And what happened? Death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all sinned. This is why we die. We die because of the imputation of sin. The word sinned is the word hamatano, and it means to miss the mark. That's all. When you miss the mark, it means to fall short of perfection. That's what sin is. If you're not perfect then you're sinful. I you say, uh-oh, nobody's perfect. That's right, everybody's sinful. Now, this is what's called an aorist tense, which means at a point in time, we were sinful. Okay? Active voice, we did it. Indicative mood, it was for a certainty. So, this is not debatable. This is not, well, you know, maybe I'm a sinner, maybe I'm not. No. Here's how it works. Adam's sin became our sin when he sinned. His sin was imputed to us. The sin nature was created in us at birth, and now we sin. So because of Adam, death spread to all men because all sinned. We all sinned where? In Adam. Okay? That's why people die. Even the infant who never had the chance to sin, dies. Why? Because of the imputation of Adam's sin. And now I'm going to say something that you're probably going to say, oh, I don't know about that. And the evangelists, they kind of preach against it. But I'm going to say it because I think it's true. Personal sins do not send people to hell. What sends people to hell is being born in sin. Okay? Personal sins do not send people to hell. What sends people to hell is being born in sin. See, we're born, as Paul said, dead in our trespasses and sins, alienated from the life of God. That's the need for the new birth. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again, because your first birth, your natural birth, you're born into sin, and you're separated from God. So you need a new birth. You need to be born anew, and that'll bring you into relationship with God. Now, somebody says, oh, that's not fair. Why should I be guilty because of what Adam did? That's not fair. Well, at the end of this message, you're going to see it's better than fear. Oh, yeah? It's better than fear. Okay? So, where are we? We're in Romans chapter 5. Now, we're going to jump down to verse 13. Here's what Paul said. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. So, wait a minute. If sin wasn't imputed and there is no law... Wait, he said in verse 14, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even though those who would not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam who was a type of him who was to come. In other words, yeah, people still die. He said, nevertheless, death still reigned in all of us. Why? Because, because we have an imputation of sin. That's not fair. Well, you're going to see it's better than fair. So Paul is saying, There is no law from Adam to Moses, yet people still died. To show you that, personal sin didn't kill them. They didn't die because they committed personal sin, because there was no law. But it shows that all reaped the penalty of death, because they broke the law. Not because they broke the law, but because Adam's sin was imputed to them. Okay, So, imputation number one. The sin of Adam was put into the account of every human being, okay? Everybody that's born from Adam, which is all of us, have, have had Adam's sin imputed to us, not because we committed sin, but because we were born in sin, okay? The Roman Catholic Church calls it original sin. It's true. We have original sin, okay? The only way to take it away is by being born again. So, let's take a look now at the second imputation. The second imputation is that of our sin to Christ. Okay? Adam's sin was was, uh, uh, imputed to us. Our sin, or sins, are imputed to Christ. So, I'm like, okay, here's the good news. The imputation of our sins to Christ, that's the good news of the gospel. The, the scriptures that demonstrate imputation without using the word imputation. Okay? Isaiah 53, verse 5, speaking of Christ, a prophecy looking forward to what Christ would do. He was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. Okay? But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. That's imputation. That's the reckoning to the account of Christ the sin debt of man man was in sin god imputed it to christ on the cross that's the good news new testament commentary 2 corinthians 5:21 he made him who knew no sin that means god the father made god the son who knew no sin jesus never had sin imputed to him because he had a human mother, but the Holy Spirit was his father. So he was born without the imputation of sin. That's why the virgin birth. So God the Father made God the Son, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Okay? So this is called a judicial imputation. Because the sin, had never belonged to Christ. It was imputed to him. Adam committed his own sin. And then it was imputed to us. Christ never committed sin. Sin was imputed to him judicially. So he could do what? Atone for it so we could be made righteous. So for those in Adam... The sin belonged to them because they were born in sin. See, this is what I'm trying to communicate today. I hope I'm clear. We have sin imputed to us because we're born from Adam. Okay? Sin is not imputed to us because we committed adultery, because we stole, because we lied, because we broke some of the Ten Commandments. Sin is imputed to us when we're born from Adam the imputation of sin, which means we now stand lost. We're all, when we come into the world, we are lost, alienated from the life of God. Christ was not born from Adam. He had a virgin birth. His mother was human. His father was the Holy Spirit. There was no sin nature created in Christ. So our sin could be imputed to him, so he could be that sacrifice, that lamb without spot, without blemish, that could bear our sin. God could impute our sin to him because he had no sin. He was judicially, it was judicially imputed to him. We have a real imputation because Adam Adam's sin was imputed to us, but Christ was judicial. So what do we have so far? Oh, I hope I'm not losing you. Real imputation. Adam sinned to mankind. Judicial imputation. Man sinned to Christ. And now, here's the third imputation. The righteousness of God is imputed to the believer. See, just look at it like this. Adam sinned. And all hum- humanity sinned in Adam. The sins of humanity were imputed to Christ. At the moment of believing, the righteousness of Christ is imputed to man. Okay. That's basically it. It's like, it's like playing catch. Adam, you got the ball. You sinned. You passed that ball to all of humankind because we were born from you. But Christ came. We passed the ball to him. Because he was perfect. And then at the moment we have faith in Christ on the cross, righteousness is now imputed to us. See how simple this is? So this imputation of righteousness to the believer, it takes place again at the moment of faith in Christ as Savior. That's why we need to be born again, and that's why good works, legalism, religion, ritual, that'll never do it. What saves you is the imputation of righteousness. Without that imputation, by faith, you'll never be made righteous. And those that are not made righteous can never spend eternity with God. Because the only righteousness that God accepts is the perfect righteousness that comes from His Son. Romans 3.21 Paul said, but now, apart from the law, that means no works, no law, no ritual. Apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for those who believe. There is no distinction. Oh, I like that part. There's no distinction wait a minute, you mean anybody and everybody that believes will have righteousness imputed to them? Yeah, there's no distinction. It doesn't matter what continent you grow up on. It doesn't matter what your former religion was. It doesn't matter what you did with your life. We all meet at the same place, the cross. The cross. And when you come to the cross and you look up, And you say, truly, this was the Son of God. He died for my sins. At that moment, God imputes His righteousness to you. Now, you can live forever with Him. See how it works? God revealed true righteousness apart from the works of the law. The prophets wrote about it. They wrote pointing to Christ. See, the whole Bible points to Christ. I mean, come on. It's all there. Everything in the Old Testament points to Christ. All the feast days, all the articles of the tabernacle, the temple, they all point to Christ. And then when Christ came, he fulfilled everything. We don't need those things anymore. Because we have the once and for all, that means for all people, sacrifice of Christ. So again, for those that think, well, you know what I don't have imputed sin, let me tell you something Romans three ten says, "There is none righteous, not even one <laughs> there's none why because we're all born from Adam and Eve, and therefore, when you're born from Adam and Eve, Adam's sin is in point is uh imputed to everybody. there's no escape we're all." lost, and condemned. So there's no way anybody can attain righteousness for salvation by what they do. We all have dirty hands. They can't be made clean by what we do. So I want you to think of Satan's deception using the religions of the world. Every religion of the world is a satanic deception. Did I say that? Yes, I did. That's not, I'm not making friends. But let's think about it. Every religion in the world is a satanic deception. You know why? Because it pulls people away from here it comes, imputed righteousness through faith in Christ. That's what it does. And if you don't have imputed righteousness from faith in Christ, you're lost. And like Jesus said to the Pharisees, you will die in your sins. Without righteousness, we remain condemned. So, get yourself all that off that works program, because you'll never have acceptance with God through works. You know, Paul even spoke about himself in his letter to the Philippians. He says, hey, that I may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law. He says, I don't, I, I don't want God to find me trying to produce my own righteousness. No, cause it's all going to fall short. He said that which is through faith in Christ, that's the righteousness that comes from God. Righteousness that comes based on faith in Jesus Christ. That's it. I mean, come on, that is the gospel, right? And this imputation also, it's a judicial imputation, because the righteousness was not our own. We didn't have any righteousness of our own. We didn't get righteousness because we observed holy days, or kept feasts, or or lit candles, or did rituals, No, it was imputed to us judicially. So this is imputation, okay? When Adam sinned, his sin was placed into our account. That's called real imputation. So I want you to think of, when you're born, the sins of Adam are placed in your bank account. But wait. That's not fair. Oh, it's better than fair. When Christ died on the cross, all the sins of mankind were put in his bank account. They were transferred to Christ, and when he, he, he hung on the cross, he bore the sins of the world. So he took them from Adam. That's a judicial Im- Im- uh, imputation. Now, when the believer or the individual looks up at the cross and says, Oh, I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Now God's righteousness is placed in the believer's account. That's called judicial imputation. See, what we're saying, this is all the grace of God. It really is. It's all God's grace. And by the way, if you say, well, I didn't want Adam's sin imputed to me, believe me. You would have sinned anyway, and then what? Then you would have been in real trouble. So the first Adam condemned us, but the second Adam freed us. The second Adam being Christ. Adam is called the first Adam. He affected all of humankind. Christ is called the second Adam. He affected all of humankind. But it becomes real when we put our faith in him. Okay? And why does this have to take place this way? Because God is righteous. And for us to live with Him, we have to be righteous. It's not about being nice. It's not about being kind. It's about being righteous. Does God love all people? Yes. Are there people that go to hell that God loves? Yes. Why are they in hell? Because they're not righteous. They haven't received the imputed righteousness of Christ. They could be very good people, very nice people, but they're minus God's righteousness and they can't live with God. That's the only other place that's left. So that's why faith is important. At the moment of faith, we receive the righteousness of Christ. And that's what brings us into what? A relationship with God. That's it. So, it started with Adam, our sins were transferred to us, but then our sins were transferred to Christ. Christ bore them on the cross, and then at the moment of believing, God's righteousness is transferred to us. But if the person never comes to the place of believing, that righteousness, is never transferred to them. And they remain lost, dead in their sins. So Christ did for us what we could never do for ourselves, atone for the sins of the world. We could never atone for our own sins, because why? We are sinful. It took a lamb without spot, without blemish, to atone for the sins of the world. So look what God did. God did for us, through his Son, what we could never do for ourselves. I'm like, are you kidding? God, thank you. That's the grace of God. He could have left us here. God could have left us in our lost estate. But instead, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Why? Because they have His righteousness imputed to them at the moment of their believing. (music) That is a basic Bible doctrine. And you know what? That's what keeps away doubt. If not, People will be casualties in this spiritual battle. You don't want to be a casualty. You want to build a sure foundation. Understand the saving work of Christ. Understand imputation, the three phases of imputation. Adam sinned to mankind, mankind sinned to Christ, and then righteousness to the believer. It's that simple, it really is and we want to continue to get these messages out that's why I need you to join the Hope Club go to newhoperadio.live. click the menu bar I'll send you an email every morning every day a little devotional you send us $3 a week that's it $3 that's it yep and keep the Hope the Hope Club podcast going keep New Hope Radio going so people can learn about what it means to be made righteous before God